Welcome to the Stream of David podcast. I am here today with Taya Bootcamp graduate and mindfulness coach, Sandra Kudajar. Hi, Sandra. Hello. Good to see you, David. It's been a while. I know we it has. We, we'll have to catch up yeah. on the podcast because we, uh, <laughs> we, we haven't really uh, chatted in, in a little while. How long has it been since you graduated boot camp? Oh, okay. So I graduated boot camp officially August. What year are we in right now? Yeah, 21, right? Yeah, so we're coming up on a year uh, since you graduated. We're in 2022 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, what year are we in? Um, yeah, I kind of feel that's the official graduation, but I, I feel I actually graduated in June. Not that it really matters, but it, I guess it, to me it matters because I did a test in July. So I graduated and it's an amazing, by the way, if anyone <laughs> is thinking about doing boot camp, it'll change your life. And what I did is I was graduating or I felt I graduated in June, but then I was so afraid of graduating, like actually doing the physical graduation. Yeah, yeah that's and not so much, Right. And it's so much fun being in boot camp because you have all the support and you have all your friends that I, I thought, I don't know, I don't know if I want to leave. And that does seem to be something that happens in boot camp because it's such a great, great uh, thing to do. Uh, so I tested it. I had to leave. I remember I took all of July off and I took off up north, uh, up north in Canada. I'm from Canada. <laughs> and um, it was my test to see if I can actually cut the court to the Taya group <laughs> and fly off on my own. And of course, yeah, it always works out because once you have those tools, uh, graduation now I tell people is your time to fly and use them. And there's, you see all the magic of everything you've done in that whole boot camp course. <laughs> And you just continue to use it and it changes your life. And I'm here I am, here I am with you. Um, and I've changed, completely changed person. So actually while I have you on, cause it has been a while, David, thank you for uh, putting together bootcamp because it is amazing. And the way we all change, you know, we all talk to each other in the community, all of our boot, the bootcamp graduates and uh, the consensus of course, in all of us is how grateful we are to have been gone through it and how grateful we are that you created this with the stream because it works and uh it leaves you a, a completely different person but in a positive manner and a great mindset which is what we're going to talk about right some of it yes <laughs> yes the uh it says good and thank you for your kind words i do appreciate that as always oh, it's amazing <laughs> the the importance of of having a belief system this this is a belief system and you bring up a good point because Community is important. When you're in boot camp, you, you have the camaraderie and the community and, and other people around you. And it, it's easy and it needs to be easy because you're in boot camp, you're learning this practice. It's, it's easy to fall into this belief system that you've got to have your community, but we don't want the community to be a crutch because the Taya practice is all about your, your sovereign being having a, a joyful, abundant life experience through your contrast. That's, that's what it is. So if you need to be part of the community, then there's more work yet to be done in your practice to, to disconnect from, because that's when, that's when the proof comes out. You leave boot camp, you get out into your life, and yes, you may have your friends and your community and your mentors and, and all of that. You should. I think it's important to have that. But in this practice, you should not have to isolate yourself or hide from anything. Right. So you've been out, yeah. 
you've been out a while now and I know you've had some, some life experience, some, some real life experience. Uh, and I, and I love hearing about that because Taya is not about, I went through and I learned how to manifest perfection. I never have another problem now that I'm a Taiist. Everything is perfect <laughs> all the time. That's not true. They, you know, there's no. a lot of people that sell that idea and it sells lots of books, but Taya is not about perfection. Taya is about moving through reality and experiencing it in a different way. Right. So why don't you share with me and with us some of your experiences since boot camp? Yeah. So for, for me, um, what it's done is it's given me a confidence. Uh, it's made me aware that this is how life should be. And I, I, I don't want to use that word, actually. I'm going to take the should out because I don't like that word because it means that you have to do something. It's a need, et cetera. But it's uh, for me, the way it is, is how in the past when I would have my DTS time, which is our down spiral that everyone has every day, you know, there's always in, in life that there's downs and there's ups and the ups are great, but we never learn from those up times, right? So if you're in joy, let's say your weeks go by and you're, you're up here in joy all the time, laughter, love all, all around you, you're not going to think anything's wrong during those times. You're in euphoria, so you're not going to look at anything. Um, if there is a trauma that you're still hanging on to, that's not going to appear when you're in joy, right? So there's a beauty to being in your downturn and experiencing what does not feel good because now you've slowed down, right? You're in that slow down portion. Um, that's what I think the DTS time is telling you anyways, is just slow down and take a look at this. And in the past, before Taya, I used to panic over those because for me, I felt that those down times were gonna last a long time. I didn't quite understand the purpose of it. I thought the purpose of life is to be joyous all the time. Uh, and, um, I practiced that and I practiced, I call it bypassing now where you just, you know, everyone says, how are you? You put on that happy face. Oh, I'm fine. Everything's great. And every time something did happen, that was a downturn in my life. I actually put that smile on my face, <laughs> automatically looked at the other perspective and went, well, there's a lesson in this. I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm just going to be happy and go through life happy you're a fraud. Like I felt like a fraud doing this because I knew that there was stuff I needed to work on. I just, and I had the tools I felt, you know, all this work I had done over the years and all these trainings I have done over the years. So I, I felt I had the tools, but with Taya, what happened with the boot camp is it is so organized in such a way that it, I was now able to piece together. So I had all these tools, but it was chaotic. They were all over the place. I didn't quite know how to implement them in life. With the boot camp, I learned there's a progression to everything. And again, that downtime is the most important time in my life now because that's where I look at it. I go down. I have the confidence now to not spiral, to not be saying to myself, oh my gosh, you might be depressed for the next three months because you're down there. The only reason you would get stuck in that area, and I know this now from Taya, again, there's a confidence to it now. Now I, I just get it. The reason in the past why I would go into a spiral of depression during those downtimes is because of all the dialoguing. You don't think this is normal. You stay down there. You're judging it. You're dialoguing about it. And it keeps perpetuating you staying down there. But you're not getting any solutions because you're not looking at that. 
because you're not aware that there's a solution in that downtime. Now, when I have it, I know that there is solutions down there. That downtime is actually telling me now, you need to look at something. This is here to show you that there's something in your life not working, something you might need to change. It doesn't matter what it is, it's just showing you something. And the best thing I do now is I go down, I recognize I'm there, I look at the emotions, I allow the emotions now, before I didn't even do that, I would just suppress them all. Now I allow the emotion. And then after I allow the emotion, I say to myself, show me what you're trying to tell me. Like, I know that there's a nugget there. So show me what that nugget is. Why am I here today? And every time I do this now, I get solutions. Like I get something will come in saying, well, this is happening because of, and it'll be X, Y, Z. And then I know that I can work on X, Y, Z. And as soon as I recognize what it is, what it showed me, I can pop myself out of that DTS time. I start to rise. And it's funny, as soon as I surrender to it and ask that question, what are you trying to show me? I, I could feel the rise up. I no longer feel stuck down there. I no longer feel alone because, you know, it's a, it's a very lonely place sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or it used to be. I'm going to say it used to be because I don't feel lonely down there anymore. I would not have this. To me, if nothing else you get out of Taya or Taya Bootcamp, that is the most important part of it for me, is to understand that that is no, perfectly normal and it is there as a gift to us to help us figure out what next in our life, what you need to fix. And it's not really fix, change, right? Make changes for the better in your life. It's a, it's a valuable, valuable time. And again, had I not had these tools, had it not be organized the way it was, to take my chaotic way of thinking where I had all the tools, but it was, I just didn't know how to implement them in a cohesive manner to get me to realize, okay, so my ups are my ups and that's great. <laughs> it's wonderful when it happens, but my downs are not bad. I'm no longer judging them as, oh no, this is bad. And I could be here for months at a time. And in my opinion, that's also mindfulness. Um, I did read a book once by, um, when I would go through stages of depression, this one time I saw a counselor and she recommended a book. Um, I think it's called Mindfulness Through Depression. I always know the guy's last name who wrote it, Kabat-Zinn. He's pretty um, famous in the industry for psychology. Yes. And he yeah. wrote this book. Yeah, my partner, and, Michael, uh, who is a psychologist, references him all the time. Yeah, no, because it's great because he, he figured out the mindfulness part. And it's it reminds me of Taya, honestly, because... What he said, and that's the first time I heard the concept, but see, you go through life and it, it kind of goes away. And I, I really didn't understand what he meant. Taya hit at home. So I understood, I understand it hundred percent now. And that's why I'm much better for it. In his book, he had said that he said that the difference between people who have depression, who it lasts for a very, very long time. And the people who will get depressed and pull their, their themselves out of it was mindfulness. And he had three groups. He did these experiments with, with his um, patients and he had three groups of people. One of them did mindfulness. One of them had a placebo of, of you know, an SSRI. And then another one um, took the actual SSRIs. And the people who were in the mindfulness section actually fared better and were able to get themselves out of the depression a lot quicker than the ones 
who were on the placebo or actually were taking the medication. So there's something to it. And that's what really I feel Taya has taught me is that when you, if you are mindful of your downtime, and this is what, what it was in the book too, that if you're mindful of that downtime, but you realize just because I've been depressed before and it lasted months at a time, doesn't mean it's gonna happen this time. Sometimes it's just a normal part of life and you could pull yourself out of it. That was what I had read in the book. Again, still didn't sink in, but now I know exactly how to deal with that and why it's there for me. And again, if we could just look at it in a different perspective, because that's all it is, it's you're looking at it in a different perspective in non-judgment, then there's a beauty to it because you know that there's always a nugget at the bottom of that downtime that you're in. Yeah, it serves a function. In fact, that's why the stream, we'll bring the stream in in a moment and you can ask the stream about this if you want. <laughs> okay. the, the, the stream is very clear that we come here to this physical environment for the contrast of the positive and the negative, not to find our path to nothing but positive. That's why this, this idea of becoming spiritual, quote unquote, and meditating your life away out on a mountaintop somewhere and just being in that space all the time doesn't have the expensive value that being a functioning member of society, experiencing human life, the ups and the downs of it, experiencing it, but we can experience it differently. If you're not judging it, the, the, the demonization creates the suffering. Right. So this should not be, I should not be experiencing this. This is wrong. I'm a victim. That, that, that vibration is really the root of all of what we would consider suffering and certainly the root of what we would consider evil. The, the people that do uh, horrific things, you know, mass shooting is a, is a, a hot topic lately, and in, at least in the United States. And people that yeah. do these things, I promise you, they always feel victimized somehow. And, and you always hear about that that they were a loner, they were bullied, they had this going on or that, or they felt like they were oppressed in some way and they were acting out, they were holding themselves in such a painful space in that victim vibration. And the only way they could quench their pain in their mind was to go harm other people and, and have that experience. And there's no solving any of that in the demonization of it. The solving of everything is always in the deep understanding of it. Right. Understand why things happened in your life. And uh, yeah, looking deeply at that and uh, seeing a different perspective of it. Right. That's what I always look at. It's, I always think it's just a different perspective. You have your one way of thinking and um, we, our perception is always based truly on our past. Right. So it's on our, on our traumas and what we experienced. So we see the world different. So I would see the world different than you, David. I mean, you know this. Um, and it's based on, I believe, on our past experiences and those traumas. So that's why when somebody, you know, when you have witnesses to something too, everyone has a different story of what happened, even in siblings. Like, you know, you have two siblings growing up in a household and one sibling thinks it was a charmed life in that household. And the other sibling thinks, what are you talking about? we lived a horrible life. Like, you know, we were- Yeah, it's, it's funny because that, in the stream book, we use that exact example of the two siblings <laughs> having completely yeah. opposite opinions of their childhood. And they had the same childhood, essentially. Right, but they right. Had very same opposite parents, opinions same because they have a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah, 
And it's all based on, I believe you're thinking, like, you know, if you have that stay in victim thinking, where you're going to keep dialoguing the, the why, you know, then that's why I don't, I don't like the should. That's why I was saying, I want to change that word. There's certain words we tell ourselves to, I need this. This should not be happening, right? I, I don't like that one. This should not be happening. What do you mean it should not be happening? It's happening. So you have to look at it and deal with it. It doesn't matter whether it should or not. And then, you know, when people use those kinds of words, like this should not be happening, frustration sets in. And then you have that dialoguing in the brain, which just keeps you going down, 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 down. And um, so if you look at the yeah family with, with two siblings, you could tell the mindset on the two people. One mindset was they, they experienced something and it didn't, they didn't victimize it. They didn't let it bother them. And the other person is just staying down in that victimhood, thinking how horrible everything was in their whole life. Instead of seeing it as an experience, that helped you in your growth or an experience that you just had in life. Well, and so, continuing uh, to use the childhood experience to justify what's not working now. Right. Yeah. That's that's pretty common. I I run into that quite a bit. Where yes. you don't understand, my childhood was this, or I was treated like that, and and the, the whole basis of the Taya practice is really rooted in the operating system that I created for myself to move beyond that stuff. Yeah, and I'm so glad you created it. <laughs> Because I, I honestly don't know where I would be, especially the last two years, because I joined, um, you know, unfortunately, when we finally get help or we finally ask for help, um, it's usually because we're in a crisis. But again, it kind of shows us, well, it doesn't kind of, it, it shows us that uh, when you're in that crisis, it's to get help or show you what you need help on. And so for me this year, <clears throat> with everything that happening with COVID, I know a lot of people lost themselves and um, I was one of them. And I, I was surprised by my reaction to it because I've always had certain things happen. I had a lot of health issues in my life that I got through graciously, I felt. And so I thought COVID, like just the time at home, being not, not being able to do anything really, I thought not a problem. And I, at first I did see it as a vacation. This is just an excuse to just relax. It's going to be great. And then I don't know what happened to me. It's like, you know, when you're, you, you lose time because you're at home all the time. We're yeah. not allowed well, to- Well, remember in the beginning, it was going to be two weeks and then it turned into- Yeah, two and years. it just kept so, going yeah, and happened. going. And yeah. I just started going down and down. And for some reason, this time around, I couldn't talk myself out of it. And so it was time to take tie a boot camp. And um, I believe now that was the catalyst, right? I think if I didn't have that downtime, so uh, to me, it was- it was some like a gift. It was a gift to me to do that so that I would actually take the course, take the plunge and um, be where I am today. Had I not done that, uh, I still wouldn't get what downtime means. <laughs> I still might've judged it. And uh, yes, of course I can get myself out, but um, I love not judging it anymore. There's no judgment there at all. And I recognize it's always a surrender. I, I can have a pity party for maybe five minutes and then just surrender and talk to myself about why, why am I going to stay here? I'm not going to let this take me out. <laughs> I'm too old to be taken out now. <laughs> well, and the, and the, uh, the, it's funny that you say too old. I don't think it's <laughs> of course, but we're probably around the same age. And, and I have found that there, there is no, in teaching this to people over the last four plus years, there's no, there's no age limit to a being's, a human being's ability to change their mindset and improve their lives. 
hundred percent. We have yeah, now had I people agree. over seventy in boot camp completely transform at that age, and 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 be very grateful in the transformation at that stage of life and appreciation of everything that they've encountered up until then that brought them there. Right. Because all of the trauma, like you said, all of, all of our negative really exists to give us inspiration for new creation. Yes. To create something new and expand our consciousness in that creative process. That's why negative exists. That's why we're not solving unwanted things. We're not, we're not racing toward perfection it's racing toward or moving toward, I should say, there's no race, but moving toward having a very different experience through vibrational flow. One yes. of joy and appreciation and ultimately abundance because abundance is our natural state of being. And when we stop needing things to soothe ourselves, then the stuff flows in a lot easier. It really does too, yeah. And um, I just, you know, I know a lot of people will, um, take things like Taya Bootcamp or, or things that are to do with law of attraction to gain things, you know, gain materialistic things. And that's okay. I mean, all the power to them if that's that's what they're into. Um, I've just never been into the, you know, that kind of thing. And for me, it's just about living a balanced, more authentic life. And that's, that's what it, it has given me. It's not like I've won the lottery or, you know, I've made a million dollars on clients or anything like that. That's not what I was looking for, though. And um, for me, it's all about that confidence, just going through life and knowing that all is well at all times. And that's it's, there's a there's a beautiful uh, magic to it. Well, so, that's authentic joy. And in and, and consumerism is just yet another belief system that if you have enough stuff, you're going to at last be happy. And I am a prime example of somebody who understood law of attraction enough to utilize it to manifest stuff only to find myself having all the stuff and still not authentically happy. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take a break and bring the stream in. Uh, I know you have some questions for them and they always have something to say. So <laughs> let's take a break and we'll kind of, we'll bring the stream in and ask them uh, some of these questions and really about the importance of belief systems. I really want to get and in, dig into that. And then we can unpack that in the expanded at the uh, over on Patreon at the end of this as well. All we'll right. be right back with the stream. We are here. Hello, stream. It's nice to speak to you today. Um, David and I today, we're talking about belief systems. And um, I, as we were talking, I recognized how powerful our belief systems can be. And um, I wanted to know from you why a belief system ends up being so powerful. The way I look at it is I kind of feel because it becomes an unconscious thing. It's like a training that you've had for such a long time in your life and it becomes unconscious. And because it's unconscious, it becomes a more powerful way of thinking than if we just have our everyday thoughts on something. Because you your, 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 your thoughts by design can be intentional, whereas your, your subconscious mind is essentially is your operating system. We, we have spoken to this before that your, it is by no accident that the devices that you create are, 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 are largely a, a piece of hardware that runs on an operating system. And the operating system 
can be changed. It can be updated. It can be upgraded. It, it evolves. Whereas the hardware doesn't evolve as, as quickly, perhaps. This is a, a, a reflection of your own creation. Humanity, all physical beings have a, a consciousness element to them. All physical creation has a consciousness element present. And for humanity, you, you have a, a heightened intelligence in, in your environment that allows you to create with greater intention. <clears throat> and the, the, the contrasting environment that you're in will always dictate that there is positive and, and, and negative or that which you consider unwanted aspects of this. The, the, the downside to, to your guaranteed automatic operating system is that you don't have such great control over it intentionally. You developed it by default. You developed your belief system through your experiences very early on. And there are many things that are rooted in, in the very early days of your human journey that you may believe are quite difficult, if not impossible, to change. But that's not true. Your, your operating system is under your control. Your operating system is something that does not bounce around as much as your, your, your conscious mind does. Because if your operating system changed that often, you would have a very chaotic life experience going on. In fact, you, you have different labels of mental illness for those whose operating systems do shift that dramatically. And you notice how difficult it can be to operate in your environment, in this collective consciousness environment that we refer to very often as the matrix with a belief system that is always shifting but you are under control of it. So you do have the, the ability to shift your beliefs, but notice by design how those beliefs shift more gradually. It takes, it takes time for you to shift these beliefs. But you, you have already shared an example of coming into the, for example, the bootcamp program where you're learning to change these beliefs more toward, toward your favor and in just a few weeks time, you see, you realize actual tangible shifts in your life due to the, the shifting of your belief system, a belief system that, that you have spent decades creating. So what took decades to create for you can be shifted and changed and rewritten in, in weeks, sometimes days. And once you get into a practice where you align with your source being more and more frequently with greater ease, and, and that is what the Taya practice is all about, you will find your ability to shift a belief instantaneously. The, the more it is a vibration, so that it is just like anything else, the more you do it, the better you, you are at it. The more into that vibration of, 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 of mindset shifts you travel, the easier it becomes for you to shift those things, to question a belief and instantaneously detune it to where it's no longer impacting you the way that it has your entire lifetime, perhaps. So what, it, what would be the best way then to change that subconscious belief? I know that there is Taya. So for 
people who are not in Taya and don't know about that practice have not been through the boot camp. Do you have um, a nugget for those people who um, on how you can change a lifetime of programming, a lifetime of beliefs, like what the best way is to go about doing that? Well, the, the thing about Taya is that Taya has been stripped of all rules and, and, and all judgment and all worship and all fear and all, all sorts of deities and all of the things that humanity tends to, to pepper in. And then by humanity, we are speaking of the collective consciousness of humanity, the matrix that tends to pepper into these things. When you strip away all of that and you return to universal law and understand that your, your creative force, your vibration of wellness, abundance, solutions, evolution, all of the things that you, you likely consider positive, that is your source consciousness that exists in all of you. So the more you return yourselves to your source consciousness, the more you relax your ego and allow your source consciousness to flow, the more creative you are, the more abundant you are, the more expansive you are. This is a natural state of being. And when we refer to the matrix, the collective consciousness of humanity, the reason that we are flowing through David the way that we are at this time and offering up the Taya practice to all of humanity, certainly not just those that are choosing to take boot camp. We, we, we are sharing this anywhere and everywhere that allowing your natural source being to be realized is your path out of the matrix. Anytime you're fearing or judging, anytime your ego is in the driver's seat, you, you are driving yourself right back into the matrix of fear and judgment. That, 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 that belief system that is very prolific in your environment at this time. But the more you allow source, the more you allow our energy to flow, the, the more you are moving yourselves naturally out of that space. It is a natural occurrence. So the systematic raising of your default vibration is your path out. That is the, the nugget that we are offering. The things that you do to raise your vibration, your default vibration, your all day, everyday vibration, that is the key to, to being able to release transgressor energy with ease. Because when you're in a lower vibrational state of operation, you are more grounded in those things. And when you move your vibration up, you begin to adapt to a mindset of appreciation of all that is, including your life's transgressors. So systematically detuning your transgressor, systematically allowing your source being to step forward and be more realized by you. This is why we guide you to things like meditation and appreciation exercises, loving yourselves more, detuning the elements of the matrix that hold you away from those things. The, the idea that you're not enough, the idea that you're not wealthy enough or attractive enough or young enough are, are in the right class system or in the right body or in the right skin color or any of these things that the matrix teaches you that separates you from your natural source being. There is a disempowering element to that. And Taya works in reverse of the matrix because universal law works in reverse of the matrix. So where we guide you to in all of this is to understand that loving yourselves more, appreciating all creation more, relaxing more into allowing your natural state of abundance to flow, judging less, fearing less, detuning the judgment of your past experiences. These elements of the Taya practice are actually very simple, but very powerful.
And the, the, this is available to all of humanity. And humanity is, is asking for this more and more and more all the time. You see examples of that uh, across all of your media of the suffering that is taking place because humanity has moved through a long period of social engineering and that social engineering served a purpose for a time. And now you've moved into this time of communication via your technology and, and, and through your communication, you're all coming to understand that that old paradigm of social engineering is no longer relevant to you. You, you are no longer behaving the way that your, your matrix tells you to behave. You're no longer believing what your matrix tells you to believe. So you're questioning your religions, you're questioning your governments, you're questioning all of your elements of control and you're seeing the fracture in all of that. And in doing that, you are moving yourselves by and large out into sort of a wilderness state of being. And in this wilderness state of being, it may seem on the surface like you are moving away from all of these human constructed belief systems. Yet, as a physically manifested being operating a physical vehicle, your, your human being, you are running on an operating system by default. There is, there is no need to or have to, it just is. You are in an operating system. Your operating system is your belief system. Even if your belief system is that you believe in nothing, that is a belief system. So you're going to find yourselves as you move out of, of the, the constructs of religion and things of this nature, perhaps falling into other belief systems. This is where you can go down the rabbit hole of conspiracies. This is where you can go down certainly the rabbit hole of consumerism, ageism, all, all of these isms that exist around you are there to draw you back into the matrix by design. But that doesn't have to be. You can start noticing that everything in your world is truly an illusion rooted in your opinion of it. And when you shift your opinion of anything, that thing for you shifts. And then you start to understand how powerful you truly are. And you truly step yourself out of the matrix. But in doing so, this is where we're guiding you back into a belief system, but a self-empowering belief system where you are the creator. You are the one who is creating your reality and always has. You are the one who is systematically detuning your transgressors, including yourselves. You are the one that is finding appreciation in all that is, including your life journey and the ups and downs of it. Yes, that's beautiful. Um, so it's, it actually sounds quite simple, but it's, it's complex at the same time for us. Because um, what I gather technically is as long as we rise ourselves up to our source energy, to you know, who we really are, that source energy, and we can rise our energy up to, to meet that. Through that, when you're attached to your, your source energy, you can actually see the truth is how I'm reading everything you're saying. Because um, when you're actually connected to that source energy, it's like you can see a different perspective because when you're up there, and I know in Thai we call it zooming out into a higher perspective, you actually see the reality of things and you actually understand that what your perception perhaps is on certain things, and this could be your, your inner beliefs as well, is not the reality of what things actually are. So that's what it sounds like, it, what happens when you actually zoom out because you are in that, that pure love state 
And it's like, it's a truth serum at that point. Like you can look down and you actually see the truth of, of everything. So is that like, is that the right track for everybody then? That, that is the right track and yourself. understanding that, it, that it's not about zooming out and staying there because you did not come to physical to zoom out to source perspective and only reside in, in, in the, the, the super high vibration of what you would call radical appreciation of all that is, i.e. source perspective all the time. Right. Part of the Taya practice is, is also acknowledging your humanity acknowledging that your ego serves a purpose and that that ego drive purpose is to move you through the human experience and move you through the human experience in vibrational flow, meaning polarity inevitably is going to pull you out of that source connection and take you back down into a lower vibrational state of being. But that experience of the lower vibrational state of being can still be had through the eyes of that which you call source. Even though you're separated from it, you can hold on to that memory of source connection when you're down. That is a massive difference from what the, the matrix teaches you, that you are so separated from source when you're down there, that there are evil forces at play that, that are victimizing you in some way. That is not true. You are the creator of your reality. So when you are moving through a lower vibrational state of being, the only the, 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 the origin of all of your suffering in that process is your judgment of it. The judgment of this should not be, I should not be down here. I should not be experiencing this. I'm a, phys I'm a spiritual being. I meditate every day. I say my affirmations. I am, I, I'm a joyous being all the time. Why am I here? And, and that why am I here drags your vibration down even more in the judgment of it. And then you truly do feel like you're out in the wilderness. And that's when you become susceptible to these other isms, these other belief systems that can infiltrate and you can dial right into them and make that your way of being if you so choose. There is nothing bad in that experience. There is nothing that we are, that, that we are saying that you should not have in those experiences. Those things we have labeled as spin outs, your spin outs also have value. So when you get into back into the matrix, into one of these isms and you find yourself spinning out, you'll catch yourselves. The more your intention is toward authentic joy in all that is, the, the sooner and sooner and more often you're going to catch yourself when you're not in that state. And for a while, it seems more painful, but it's only more painful because you're paying attention at last. You're not operating just in a dull get it done mode anymore. You're actually paying attention to how joyful, how often you are joyful. And in, in doing that, you are noticing more when you are not. So when you're in that down the spiral or lower vibrational period, noticing what's showing up for you when, when you're down there, because the, the universe is going to deliver amazing signs of exactly what's in your vibrational basement when you're in a lower vibrational state of flow. So it's your option and your opportunity to take a look at those things and detune them or not. But understand, and you all know this, that if you choose to not look at them and you choose to not detune them, you, you, you run from them, you ignore them, you want to race back up your spiral through appreciation exercises, meditation, all the things that we speak of without, without dealing with the, the contents of your vibrational basement. They, those things remain there. So where we take you in the Taya practice is to meet those, those things in your vibrational basement in joy and appreciation because they are showing and revealing themselves to you as things that are weighting down your default vibration. 
So what, where we guide you is when you discover something in your vibrational basement, something negative, something unwanted, something that we label as a transgressor, instead of trying to work on that in that lower vibrational state, understand that all of the solutions, all creativity, all new thought are available to you above neutral in your source connected state of joy. So when you move back up to that joyous state, what you learn in the matrix is to forget all about whatever dragged you down because you're out of it now. And it feels good to be out of it. You're out, you're in a higher vibrational state of being, you're, 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 you're grateful to be there. And the last thing you wanna do in that state is look back at what dragged you down. The thing is, is that you're now in a higher vibrational state of operation. So you can go back and look at that thing that maybe you've taught yourself to be fearful about looking at, and you have a whole different set of tools above neutral than you do when you're below. That's when you can go back in and actually solve something. That's when you can go back in through a process that we call radical appreciation. And it's only radical because the matrix tells you not to appreciate any transgressors. Notice how your matrix tells you that you're a victim that it wasn't your fault, that, that something happened to you when you were a child that was traumatic and painful, and that you're supposed to hold on to that trauma and pain throughout your lifetime. What happens is when you hold on to the trauma and pain, it stays in your vibrational basement until you detune it through authentic appreciation, and you end up manifesting things of like nature throughout your lifetime. Byproducts of that, even if they are more or less severe in nature, you are still manifesting branches of that original root transgressor until you heal the root. And then you can set about healing the branches. And the healing is always in the finding appreciation for it through the process of deep understanding of it, allowing yourself to understand. But notice how the matrix teaches you that you're not supposed to understand transgressors. You're supposed to label them as evil and wrong and perpetrators. And you're supposed to hold on to that energy and stay there. That's because it's disempowering to you. There's no healing available and you're not discovering and claiming your true power to heal and move through the matrix, move out of the matrix and create anything that you want. But you notice that a handful of human beings do, but you find yourself in frustration very often. And we say you, we mean all of humanity that you're not creating on that level. Why them and not me? Well, why them and not you is that they have found a path systematically out of the matrix. Their belief system instills confidence. Their belief system is one of worthiness. That's the only difference. So you can move yourselves out of the matrix and step into worthiness regardless of what's transpired in your lifetime. But it takes work to do it. You've spent a lifetime building a belief system that holds you in this, this, this lull, this space where you're not terribly powerful and then suddenly you discover tools such as Taya and you start rewriting all of it. And then life becomes quite magical as you have all heard many, many times in, in these interactions, how powerful these tools are. Right, yeah, I have I've spoken of it even today, um, how powerful they are. And um, they have helped me tremendously, even in the fact the worthiness component, I think is a very, very valuable component I kind of feel it goes hand in hand with that raising of your vibration to meet your your source energy. Just knowing that who we really are, like we're all worthy to be here. We're all worthy of love. One of the things I've noticed when I'm when I'm working through my stuff is before if fear sets in with me on anything, whether it's an illness or 
you know, a relationship I don't want to lose. One of the first things I notice is the surrender part of it. I find that as soon as I get to a point where I can surrender to what's happening instead of trying to control it all, it starts my healing at that point. Can you talk about how surrender, because I kind of feel that they have the same vibration and they're quite similar. I find that when I surrender to a situation and try to not try and release the fear, it sets me up right into appreciation at that point. I guess what I'm trying to say, do those two go hand in hand? Like is, um, I always use surrender as a first step, but can you talk about, I guess the energetic aspect of what that surrender actually does for you? Like, am I on the right track with that when I use this in my own life to, to get me to where I need to be? So surrender is a tool to allow yourself to return to your natural source state of being. Source does not betray you. Source does not leave you. You are, are a being of source. We, we, we flow to all creation and we are always present in all of you. So you all have your version of this clarity available to you. And that clarity is available to you in an instant in your radical appreciation of whatever it is that you're observing. I see. Because so when it is, you radically appreciate, you are no longer judging. When you're no longer judging, you are moving yourselves out of the matrix. You are, you are setting your ego aside. Your ego is, is very much rooted in, in some sort of judgment because your discerners are preference in a physical vehicle. So that, that judgment mechanism is a natural component of your ego consciousness, but it's been exploited. The fear, the fear mechanism has been exploited. It's, it's overdeveloped across humanity, if you will. That's why we are delivering this operating system that is stripped away of all of the components that humanity no longer needs for expansion. You don't need to be told where to live and how, how to work and how to love and what, what to wear and, and, and how to think of yourselves and all of these things. You have become so sophisticated in your being that you are not needing these things anymore and you are shedding all of these ideas and notice that there, there is great polarity in that process of shedding, but you're shedding nonetheless. And as I promise to you that where humanity goes next is up to humanity, not up to us. We are not asserting ourselves in, in, in your process. We are guiding you back to your own set of tools and your own abundance so that you can then set about having whatever experience you discern. We are not discerning on your behalves at all. We will not do that. That is not our function to do that because you being beings of chance in an environment of chance and opportunity, therefore, that is what creates the expansion that you come to physical for. That expands our energy. That expands the entire universe when strands of consciousness project into physical environments and observe things that are their preference and observe things that are not and move through the, 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 the myriad of experiences that are tied to both of those. And it's a vibrational movement through vibrational flow. You have polarity dragging your vibrational down, your vibration down so that you can experience some unwanted things. So that, that judgment function serves a purpose, but it's overdeveloped because of the matrix. So we are guiding those of you that are asking out of the matrix, understanding what the collective consciousness of humanity teaches very often is in opposition to universal law. Universal law, you are abundant beings by nature. Universal law, you create via your consciousness. You attract everything into your life journey, everything. 
It is all your consciousness creation. Even if it feels like you have no control, you have complete control. In fact, the feeling of no control is creating that scenario for you. And when you start shifting your mindset toward you have complete control, and therefore you then have to accept responsibility for your manifestations, it doesn't feel so good in the beginning, but once you commit yourselves to it and do it enough, it becomes your new way of life. And then all of a sudden your, your subconscious mind, i.e. your operating system begins to evolve, begins to shift. And then you find how easy it actually is to identify transgressors, detune them in an instant, and release that negative vibration that's like taking a weight off of a scale and allowing your default vibration to go higher and higher. And the higher your default vibration goes, the more your source being is realized, even in your spin outs, even in your, your downward flow. And then you can truly begin to meet things in joy. After you've done a little bit of that work, you can start meeting your obstacles in authentic joy, knowing that the power to solve them is available when you get your vibration above neutral, when you're back in a joyful state of being. And now you know that instead of hiding from the thing that dragged you down when you're back up, you can turn and look right back at the thing that dragged you down in a very different state with a very different set of tools and authentically solve it through, through appreciation, through deep understanding of it, through viewing it as your source being, that is a being of appreciation of all creation even that which you consider negative, even that which you consider perhaps horrific because the matrix has told you to demonize that which you consider horrific, which only creates more horrific things to demonize. Right, yeah. Okay, so that's interesting because you also mentioned control, um, you know, us con controlling our, our the way we think, the mindfulness. Because um, I always thought about routine. Routine, when, I, when we were talking about beliefs today, I kind of thought like a routine is somewhat a belief. It could be totally off here. This is just what I was seeing. And I know routines can make people feel happier because they feel more in control. Um, is that why people use a routine? Like my, my, me, myself, I actually do like a routine. I do feel like my day goes smoother if I have some type of a routine. So I'm not even sure what I'm trying to ask about the routine here, but... Um, is routine well, uh, habitually routine. moving yourself through a th through a thought process or or anything habitually is going to overwrite your belief system and overwrite your subconscious mind. So repetition. Notice that you memorize things through repetition. You get better at things when you do them over and over and over again. The things that you dedicate yourselves to doing regularly, you are going to improve at. You are naturally going to raise the vibration on that topic. So that there is great value in a routine, i.e. a belief system is a routine. Okay, so yeah, so I was on the right track then there. Yeah, because that's what I see. So I suppose if a routine is a positive thing, if it's keeping you on track to, you know, with your meditations and meeting your, your, your source energy and being in non-judgment, then the routine, it's a good belief system too to have to get you through to how you actually want to live your life, which is in some peace and harmony, even though we still have our contrast, which is part of what we're here for. And notice as you evolve your, your, your thinking and you raise your default vibration, your routine is going to evolve as well. The, the routine is not really routine. The routine is not static. And if you find yourselves in a static routine, what you're going to do is create a scenario where you disrupt that routine to ultimately level it up. Yes. 
So there's a question, I don't know, this popped into my head and maybe someone needs it in the collective. So I'm gonna bring it up because it's it somewhat seems off topic, but on topic. And it's about illness, because I know there's a great fear in illness in general. So, you know, when you get a cancer diagnosis, for example, fear sets in. And it's it's at that point, it's really tough to move yourself out of that down spiral and see a, a nugget in there before you even, you know, get to go through the process, through the journey, because it's the unknown. And in the, in the, in the uh, 3D world, cancer uh, has been deemed a death sentence, which I believe it is not. Um, but that's how they, they put the fear of wrath into everybody with the cancer. Um, when someone is going through an illness, because, and I bring this in particular, because it is very tough to be out of that fear when you get a diagnosis. Can you talk about that and um, let us know how we can pull out of that fear when it's something that intense where, again, we, we've been bombarded with saying, you know, that word is associated with death. You're never gonna get out of it. You're gonna die, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is there a, a really good way of somebody to get out of that fear mode during that time and raise themselves up into uh, a better state of mind so that they can just surrender to it and flow with it. You, you spoke earlier of, of surrender and, and, and truly surrendering is returning yourselves to trust. Returning yourselves to trusting in your well-being, trusting in your abundance, trusting in the process. We guide you even further than, than that into trusting your, your journey as a human being. Trusting that your intention from a broader perspective when you projected into humanity as a physically manifested being was to have a physical journey. And, and, and by that, we mean a, a journey in physical that was always meant to be temporary, that was always meant to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And in the energetic realm, we do not deal in, in quantification. We do not deal in how many years you're supposed to live and, and how you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to operate your lives. There is no judgment around any of that. That is all a product of the matrix that we that we were referring to here. Because your concept of a long life still inevitably is going to end in the separation from your physical vehicle. It's going to end in what you call death. Mm -hmm. Yet look how much the matrix teaches you to fear death right. and to demonize aging and to fear illness. Yet these things are all realities of a physical journey. You, you, your, your physical vehicles are filtration systems of your environment for you to, uh, to experience the earth environment. It is a physical vehicle that is a filtration system, essentially. And when, you're, when, you, when you have a lot of what you might call resistance, when you have a lot of stress, when you have a lot of judgment on your experience or of your experience, notice that your filtration system is not working optimally. You, you, you are right. not filtering your environment, the information, the sound, the noise, the chemicals, the foods, all of the things that, that you absorb in your environment can be filtered through your filtration system very successfully. Your, right. your filtration system is not designed to be naturally clogged by something. Your, your, the clogging of your filtration system is always rooted in your judgment in your journey. So when you start to release that stuff, you start to have a, a more satisfying physical experience, but don't expect perfection. 
because by design, your physical vehicles are designed to have some illness flow through, designed to have some physical obstacles. You're designed to age yourself through this journey, through this experience, and, and ultimately, either through illness or, or a, the aging process, which ultimately creates illness, separate yourselves. It, it is a mechanism for which to separate yourselves from your physical vehicle, return it to the earth environment, and allow your consciousness to fully reemerge into your eternal state of being. And that is by design. That is natural. Yet you have a matrix telling you that you're not supposed to get sick and you're not supposed to age and you're not supposed to die. Right. And look at how disempowering that is when you've got a matrix teaching you that things that are inevitable are, are to be judged negatively, that you're supposed to fear them. So when you set aside the fear of death, you set aside the fear of in judgment of illness, you set aside the fear and judgment of the aging process, you become very powerful. When you move to a state of consciousness where you're just appreciating exactly the path that you are manifesting, understanding that that manifested journey, regardless of how it's judged in the matrix, is expanding your being. Even the fetus that does not make it to birth is having an expansive journey in physical. But the matrix would never tell you that. The, the, the young child that is separated from their physical vehicle at, a, at an early age we, we have used this example many, many times over. How often do the, the, the other beings around them speak of how enlightened they truly were? Right. And, and you have this idea in the matrix that to, to, to live five years or nine years and be separated at that point is very, very sad. It's only sad because the matrix teaches you that it's supposed to be sad. From an eternal state of being, it's simply an experience that was had. That's why we guide all of you to think of your human journey more like a weekend trip, always. Right. Maybe it's one day, maybe it's two, maybe it's three, but it's a weekend trip nonetheless. There's not as much pressure placed upon it. It could be really good. It could be something that is challenging. But at the end of the day, it's a weekend trip. And, and there's very rarely anything going on on a weekend trip that is traumatizing. A weekend trip does not have the pressure that a lifetime has. Think of your lifetime more in terms of the weekend trip that you are projecting in and you're out and there's no right or wrong way to do it. There's no right or wrong amount of time. And when you start thinking that way, you are aligning yourselves with your source consciousness. So if you are aligned with your source consciousness and you get the diagnosis of cancer, even terminal cancer, and you embrace the journey even if the journey is going to cut short your physical journey, if you embrace it, you're going to have a very different experience. And you have the power to do that. You have complete power to do that. And there is more healing offered in that radical appreciation than in the demonization of every single time. Right. Yeah, I see that. So surrender is the way, <laughs> the way to go. You have to just surrender to the whole journey, whether or not the diagnosis is going to transition you out or the diagnosis is just going to teach you for some things and you're going to be inspiration to others because you got your, you got out of it. Right. You we, we will guide you a bit since, since you questioned, we, we will respond that we will guide you a bit away from the concept of, of the word surrender because surrender has the connotation that you are giving up your power. Whereas when you are moving through an experience and setting an intention for the best possible outcome and leaving it at that, you are not surrendering as much as you are allowing your natural source being, i.e. the universe, to deliver a magical journey. 
even if that magical journey results in the separation from your physical vehicle, you will have a very different experience in it. And those of you that live enough life are likely to, to hear of beings, if not firsthand experience beings, who have a very peaceful transition, even when that peaceful transition is decades before they thought they were going to transition. They can move into that acceptance and appreciation of it, which is not exactly the same as surrender to it and still yes. have the separation process, but be joyful in the journey. Yes, I like that. Yeah. And I, I hear that. Yes. And I like the best possible outcome for, for your journey. Yes. We, we will always guide you to, to setting an intention toward the best possible outcome in all things and understand that regardless of whether it's a relationship or a new job or a new business, setting an intention toward a best possible outcome does not guarantee that the, the matrix version of the outcome is going to be delivered. You're not going to have the fairy tale ending necessarily, but the fairy tale ending is just that it's a fairy tale, right? There's, there, there are no fairy tales in the energetic realm. It is all reality it is all experience. It is all moving through vibrational flow and appreciation of the experience, even if it is something that is considered unwanted in the matrix. That is just the matrix fooling you into lowering your vibration by giving your power away and understanding that th this human journey that was never supposed to be forever, it was never supposed to be permanent. You can hold, have more joy, experience more joy, clarity, and abundance in your human journey by systematically releasing all of the judgment of what it's supposed to be. Right. Yes. And I know for myself personally, that has freed me. The non-judgment, it's a huge key. Um, all right. That's, uh, that's all my questions. Uh, did you want to leave us with anything before you go? We, we have provided quite a bit of information and, and we always guide all of you who have interacted to, to listen a few times over because there are many, many layers to absorb in this message and, and fully coming to understand what is the matrix and what is the universe what is your, your soul consciousness and how you can operate in that soul eternal consciousness in your physical vehicle at peace with your ego, not, de not, not, not destroying your ego. Your, your ego serves a purpose and in your appreciation of that, you will also detune that. That is where we are guiding all of you. And, and, and whether you absorb our guidance is completely up to you. It is also our promise to you that there is no punishment nor prize at the end of this journey for paying attention to us. The prize available in our teachings are available in your now, because when you separate yourselves from your physical vehicle, all of the things that we are teaching you become very, very clear to you instantaneously. So the value in these teachings are in your now, operating your current human experience from a much higher vibration that is absolutely available to all of you with much love that is what thank we you have. well you came out of that quick i'll give you a minute though because i know it it's disorienting yes that was, that was amazing um <laughs> there's always a lot of information but it's all great uh yeah <laughs> Even I need to process. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just do this. Let's end this uh, in this episode and we'll jump over onto Patreon into the expanded uh, group and we will do a little unpacking of what the stream shared and, and what we can do to apply it in our lives as a, 
as fellow Tyus, we can uh, talk about this a little bit. You know, what what new, it's always amazing to me, the new information that comes from the stream. Just yeah. when I think, gosh, I've been channeling this for years. It's been going <laughs> my whole life. And I've written, you know, books about it and all these things. What else could there possibly be? And there's a whole new layer. And I think that that never ends. I, I think that, that 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 layer of clarity and information, it's something that we produce and is created. It's expansive and it's ever blossoming. And I don't think there's an end to it. Right. But there is an end to this podcast. And yes. So thank you, Sandra. Thank you <laughs> thank so much, you, Sandra, David. for uh, being our guest today. And we will see, hopefully, all of you uh, over on Patreon in the expanded yes. podcast where we'll unpack this. See you soon. I'm excited to announce that we are now on Patreon. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David.